Welcome to episode 64 of The Kraken Pod, a podcast for Seattle Kraken fans, those new and old to hockey, and hockey fans looking to have some fun. Along with you, we try to go into what lies beneath when it comes to everything Seattle Kraken and the NHL. In this week's episode, last call for merchandise. Merch man! Merch man! Uh, 10 things I love about you, Seattle Kraken. You know, because Valentine's Day. The Kraken reaction. Hey, everyone calm down a little bit, okay? The East Coast swing wasn't that great, but it's not that bad. We'll explain. And then upcoming games. Uh, a little bit of traveling, a little bit at home. I think we got a chance to to maybe get some more wins in the win column. No dumb questions. What's the best season by a defenseman in NHL history? Come on, you should know this, right? And our three stars of the week. What does that mean? Well, it's what's going on in Joey's life, my life. We rank it. We have some fun. So let's get to it. Welcome to episode 64 of The Kraken Pod. Let's go. What is up? My name is Jeff Janusik. This is my good friend and co-host, Joey Cirillo. So we are recording on Monday night, Valentine's Day Eve. I know, it is, so romantic. It, it is late. Joey and I just got done having a, a spaghetti dinner. We shared a plate. We did. Lady yep. in the Tramp style. Yeah. You Before went, the magic you went moment for the happened. Big, you went in for the big smooch. I know. I snapped the spaghetti and I said, nay, no. <laughs> Hold up. I don't know why you got a lot of the people like that, but hey, okay, that's prerogative. Yeah, I understand. What happens on the pod stays on the pod. Unless you say it out loud. <laughs> What's up, dude? How are you? I'm good. I'm uh I feel like this is a weird, a little bit of a weird statement. I already feel like we're uh we're kind of crawling here, like just trying to get through because Next week, there's no, there's no shot in hell that we're recording an episode. Like we're about to be in the thick of Mardi Gras, and things on my end have really ramped up. I know things on your end have already been ramped up. So I'm just trying to mentally prepare myself and do as much as I can while trying to balance out, uh, you know, the world that uh, will be Mardi Gras and kind of taking things over. For those that don't know. Um, even like getting around this city during this time of year is physically impossible. Like everything shuts down, streets shut down. If you don't know how to go around to get to go to places, like it's just not happening for you. So, yeah, we're uh, we're starting to mentally prepare ourselves. How are, how are you doing? I'm doing great. I mean, I'm 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 just listening to you going, yep, 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 yeah. yep. So, <laughs> yeah, like Joey said, if you don't know, we are in uh, the New Orleans area. We're in New Orleans and. Mm-hmm. We just got through the first weekend of Mardi Gras parades. Yes. Um, uh, another weekend, like the big weekend starts in just a few days. Again, another one, five, six days of parades, basically. Uh, my wife uh, was a lieutenant, is a lieutenant in a big parade on the first Friday of parades. So that means she's in charge of an entire float of women. Um, so like last week was nuts because it was really the culmination of a year's worth of work for her very stressful she works a full-time gig she's a great mom too so it was like just mayhem mm-hmm. um and then yeah we paraded with the kids on friday we paraded again on on sunday we said let's we yoloed and we said let's go and uh we did that which is great but anyway yeah it does feel 
Like yesterday, I did not feel human. Uh, now I feel more human. And it's really uh-huh. not even, it's not like the drinking or anything. You know, obviously, anyway, long story short is it's Mardi, <laughs> Gras, it's Mardi Gras season in New Orleans. It's awesome. But man, I don't know what to expect over the next few days. I'm, I'm kind of thinking this, Joey, is maybe there's some magic moment, right? Where we mm-hmm. go ahead and like do some sort of like uh, in the moment, live updates from Mardi Gras and we publish those or something as like a four minute long podcast episode. I have no idea. We can try to, uh, we'll have to figure something out. I don't know. It's uh it's easier said than done, but we will definitely be keeping people updated on what's going on during Mardi Gras. But yeah, we'll have to, we'll have to figure something out, even if that's like recording on our phones or something, something along those lines. But uh, yeah, watching hockey is going to be hard to do. Oh yeah, <laughs> and so uh, getting together to talk about it is uh, yeah. So that's that's our that's our vacation. Like the boys, I you know the team. They went down to Mexico and Hawaii and all that, and they're blown out on the beach. Now we get Mardi Gras, so they had their week. We have ours. So that's what's going to go down. Yeah, we'll we'll have some fun with it. We need we do need to like you know we're 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 the only cracking podcast that gets to enjoy Mardi Gras. So we have to do some live updates. So just stay tuned. Yeah. I don't, I don't know what to expect. It's, it's mayhem. Um, I will say this is we do have to put out a last call for merch. First of all, number one, thank you. Kraken pod fam. You've mm-hmm. been amazing. Uh, we've been in the middle of our, what, what are we calling this? What is this called? This is like the pre merch order. The, like the, what is that called? It's like the pre-sale. We've been the in the pre- middle of the pre-sale. Yeah, and that's why, and we've had um, some messages on this too. Nothing will ship until the pre-sale is over. So, the, and by the way, that is over this Wednesday, February 15th at 12 o'clock Central Time, which is, you know, 10 a.m. Pacific Time. So get those orders in because um, after that, this merchandise will not be available. Also, again, there is still a signed puck up for grabs. No matter what you buy, even if it's just a sticker, which again, there's like $3 or whatever it is. I don't remember. But even if you just get a sticker, share it on social media, tag us. We're going to select somebody at random and hook them up with a signed puck. So anyways, last call for merchandise. By the time you hear this uh, episode, you'll have about a day or so. Yeah. So get on and get on it. And I can't, I'm like ready for this presale to end because I want my merch. I'm ready for my merch, man. So I know I'm really excited to see these shirts in person. I want it, man. I want it. Me too. Also, too, I feel like Maddie Beniers needs some extra love right now, some extra luck from from the universe. Really so. does. That dude. I mean, I know we're about to get into it, but holy crap. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And we'll talk a little bit about that also too uh, this week and something we're we're calling Ten Things I Love About You. We did it last year around Valentine's Day where we uh, kind of just you know put together a little love letter to the Seattle Kraken. So. We'll get to it, but uh, we do need to talk about these games. We finally had some games after what seemed like a, a year off for the all-star break. So let's hop right into our Kraken reaction. Before we go into to Joey's very awesome, very detailed breakdown of all the games, I just want everyone to calm down. All right. Everybody chill. We mentioned this last pod, and there's something weird going on in that the Seattle Kraken keep running into hockey, uh, like, weird energy. The Kraken constantly find themselves at the epicenter of the NHL and hockey universe. Like, if something big happens for a team that's not the Seattle Kraken, guaranteed they are on our schedule for that week. And this is exactly what happened 
last week playing against the Islanders, the Devils, the Rangers, and thank God for Philly. Holy smokes. They were preoccupied thinking about the Super Bowl. We really needed that win. But I'm saying everyone calm down because, first of all, Islanders, pretty solid defensive team, great goaltending, and they had the Bo Horvat energy, right? His first game was against the Kraken last week. First game at home. That was the first game at home. Yes, thank you for that. First game at home. Isles fans were going nuts. Loved it. Of course, he scores a goal. Yeah. So anyway, that was just like <laughs> the Devils game was a great. They're they're a great. The Devils are a great team. They're one of the top teams in the East. The Kraken played a great game against them. That was awesome. We ran into an epic goaltender too. It was just that was a great game. Now, what really pisses me off is in the middle of the week, of course. Vladimir Tarasenko from the St. Louis Blues, who's been bitching about being a blue for, I don't know, three years, finally gets traded. After three years of him bitching about being a St. Louis blue, he gets traded like the day before he plays the Kraken. Uh-huh. And of course you could smell it. Like is he scores the first goal of the game. And yeah. I was like, it's over. The game's over. The game is over. Plus the Rangers really were on fire before that. And then you get to Philadelphia, and the 4-3 score, really, it wasn't 4-3. Uh, the Kraken did a pretty decent job of handling them. So thank God for Philly and them being a terrible, terrible team, which is why I'm happy to see them uh, coming up again this week. But anyway, long story short, calm down. Everybody's like, ah, oh, there's, there's a lot of problems. Absolutely a lot of problems. But chill out. We're still fine. We're still sitting pretty in – the top of the division. I was checking out the the playoff standing so far. Like we're good. This is this, we're good. We'll, we'll figure this out. So everybody, calm down. Do you feel better? Calm down, Joey. <laughs> uh, yeah, dude. It's really weird because you and I have talked about this like in the beginning of the season, and then even like last week, like you just alluded to about how the Seattle Kraken somehow keep finding themselves at the forefront of like this crazy NHL news, weird timeline things going down. Like you, you mentioned it. And to your credit, you called it out. Like you were like the Islanders have all the mojo kind of going into this game. Like Islanders are at home, Um, you know, Bo, Bo Horvat, he gets traded there, their first game. And then, uh, to make matters even worse, and I haven't had a chance to talk to you about this yet, but 31 fucking seconds into the game, fresh off the break, Andre Burakovsky, the cerebral assassin, goes down, non-contact injury. At first, I was like, is he cramping? What's going on? Because the first thing that like anybody does when they watch these games, like, everyone starts doing like the Twitter doctor thing, where it's like, well, it looks like he might have like, pulled a hammy. You know, what's going on? But, dude the vibes were completely off. Like as soon as he went down, I'm like, this is not, this game is not going to go well. And, um, you know, it doesn't help that we're also going against one of the best goaltenders, if not the best goaltender uh, in the league. And I, and I made a note here on the impact of Burakovsky and why this, this was so big. So this season he is averaging a career high 16 minutes and 30 and 33 seconds uh, time on ice per game. He has played in 49 out of the 50 games so far up until this point, and he leads the Kraken with 39 points on 13 goals and 26 assists. This dude, as you can easily argue, like the most vital person to the Seattle Kraken. Him going down 31 seconds into the game, you know, Hackstall is put on the fly. He's going to have to start messing around um, with the different lines. 
and how that's going to look. And when you're doing that and you're already on the road and you're trying and you're, you know, facing some adversity, and you just got off the break and dudes are out there skating with their fucking beach tan. I just don't think it's going to go that well for you. And lo and behold, the Kraken gets shut out. And, you know, it was it was a sad game to watch. It's like, man, you know, don't have hockey for a week and a half. And this is what we get. But all I want to do is just, you know, say a prayer to hockey. Jesus out. Burakovsky is all right. Dude, you nailed it. You totally nailed it because they had the good vibes happening. And then our vibe was completely just off kilter because he yeah. goes down. And not only was he at the time, he's not the leading scorer anymore on the team. Ebbs is, uh, that's one less super talented player that can distract the other team, right? Yeah. So not only is our our hockey synergy, our hockey energy messed up because we're we've lost one of our most talented players, um, but that also you know allows the Islanders to clamp down even easier on our team because that we have one less talented player on the ice. So it just kind of messed everything up. And I really, I really feel like that happening was the story of the week because it took them how many games to kind of figure things out. You know what I mean? So anyway, that was huge. Berkey going down huge. Yeah. Uh, that's, I mean, that's, that's pretty much, you know, all I, all I can really say about that. Also like Ilias or Orkin, um, 30, uh, 32 saves, getting the shutout like the Russian baby face killer. He's just so damn good. Um, like as if he needed a, another reason to kind of stand on his head. So going into the next game now, so Thursday night we're in New Jersey, uh, you know, cross the river going against the devils. And this is actually a game that I, I had a feeling that the Kraken could actually take because even though, you know, the Burakovsky news it's hockey. So everything is really vague, but we now know that he is listed as week to week, but the day before, and this is again, Jeff, you know, the Kraken are always at the forefront. I don't know what's going on. Like the, the energy around this team is really weird. Like we're attracting all this shit, both good and bad. But the day before, I don't know if you saw this, but Jack Hughes actually got listed as out and he got put on the IR as well. So it's like, okay, we're out Burakovsky, but they're missing their best player now in Jack Hughes. And I, I thought that the Kraken would have a chance to go in there and steal this game. And it started off kind of promising because Adam Larson, the big cat, gets a gets a goal. And that is one like where the puck had eyes because the Kraken had a lot of chances before that, a lot of like high danger chances. They were not able uh, to put the puck in the back of the net. And then a shot that the big cat puts up that I didn't really think had that much of a chance of going in ends up going in. But that is the only goal of the game. The Kraken end up losing three to one. And it was really frustrating because, and I tweeted this out from the Kraken Pod account during the game. I'm watching it. And Mackenzie Blackwood, the goalie for the Devils, wow. he's playing a hell of a game. He ends up having 33 saves. He has a .971 save percentage against us. But as I'm watching the game, the two words that I hate the most is when John Forslund says, blocker save. And he said blocker save so many times. And I've also noticed this pattern with the Kraken where for whatever reason, like they have difficulty elevating the puck. And it seems like a lot of times the top, like the middle to the top of the net will be wide open. And if they could just elevate the puck a little bit, they will be scoring a lot more goals. So I jokingly was like, if the Kraken knew how to elevate the puck, we'd have 20 more goals on the season. And then fast forward to, I think it was late in the second period or early in the third Forsland starts talking about that out loud on the broadcast, how the top of the net has been wide open all night and all the Kraken need to do is elevate the puck a little, but we just weren't able to do it. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, you're right. It, um, it's, I think, a testament to the fact that they were maybe thrown off, right? Because we weren't worried about offense a couple of weeks ago. You know, they were they were cranking out offense like 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 crazy. So you know, maybe again, they are just in a funk and they're trying to figure things some things out. They're going they're going through something, right? They're trying to figure some things out. Yeah, and yep. they're still in a solid position. They're still you know in the hunt to get in the playoffs, but they've got to figure it out. So that was one of those ones where, you know, look, they should have started shooting high. But that'll be interesting to see. I'm going to keep uh, note of watching for that in these games because, you know, that's something that I think that they kind of did against the Rangers, moving on to the Rangers game. That, but by the way, the Devils game, I think, was a, was a well-fought game. You know, that the 3-1 score was an empty net. Um, yeah. So it was tight, and it was a fun game to watch because it was, it was perfect of- on the five-on-five. Yeah, Gru was yeah. perfect. They scored on two power plays and they scored on an empty netter. Like Gru actually played a really good game, and we will never, you know, see like the results of that. And I do think it was a better, it was a better overall team effort, but it just wasn't enough. Like when you see stuff like the Kraken won twenty three faceoffs, the Devils had thirty six. Um, we had eleven block shots, they had twenty seven. It's stuff like that where it's like if you're letting another team continually like to out hustle you like that, you're going to lose. Well, um, take a little time out here and say this is, you know, the trade deadline is coming up on March 3rd. And, you know, I do think that you have to do a little bit of of buying, right? Because you've got a chance to get into the playoffs uh, in your second year of existence, which I really think would just like, you know, solidify the fan base, make everybody super happy. And they've got to figure something out to help out special teams because special teams suck, it's right? It's abysmal. It's so it's, <laughs> The power play is like last in the league. Well, no, wait. The, the power play is like second to last in the league. Yeah, and the, pa- first, yeah. the penalty kill is whatever. They both are terrible. Yeah. And then I was, I was checking out team stats today, and I, I noticed that another one that we're not too good with is face-offs. We're, we're getting out face-offs. So, like, yeah. And that could also, too – you know, now that I'm thinking about it is if you don't have a team that's good on the faceoff, you can't really control the puck, which can help you in the penalty kill and the power play situation. Right. So, like, yeah. anyway, there's way smarter brains out there when it comes to running a hockey team than me, <laughs> mainly because I've never done that before. Yeah. So I'm sure. I'm sure Ronnie's got something up his sleeve, but I really think he should. So, so foreshadowing to the trade deadline, will they do something to bolster special teams? I, I hope so. Also, there's a really good article um, that came out in the athletic where they interviewed Ron Francis and he, and he opened up a little bit about that. And that's all I'm going to say. I, I encourage people to, uh, to read that and check that out. So moving on Friday night, back to back, back across the river in Madison square garden, this is a game where I was frustrated because I don't have NHL network. So I actually wasn't able to watch it, but this is one where like the hockey gods saved me because this game like earmuffs fucking embarrassing. Um, the cracking go down and they go down early again, the forefront of the news. Like we talked about at the beginning of this episode, Vladimir Tarasenko finally gets traded from the blues. He's been bitching for the past couple of years and lo and behold, he scores in his debut. I believe it was the first goal of the game. It was, the next thing I know, it's the second period. The Kraken are down four to nothing. And I'm just like waiting, waiting for the Rangers to take us out back. 
like a sick dog and just take us out of our fucking misery. It was brutal. Uh, Bjork Strand, he finally breaks through. He gets a goal. Beautiful assist from Golvenin, the Finn finisher. Love him to death. Um, we actually did end up getting back-to-back goals in the third period. Father Canner and Turbo, uh, like 22 seconds apart. But at that point, the game is still 5-3. to three. Um, You know, the Kraken, again, talk about special teams. We had five power play opportunities, and they could only convert one goal on those five tries. It's just not going to um, to get it done. And again, you know, looking at this game and looking at the game from the night before against the Devils, just completely out-hustled. Ten block shots to the Rangers, 22 um, you know, seven takeaways to their 14. Um, and, and the Rangers just, I mean, they put the beat down on us, man. And this was a game where I was tracking it on my phone, but I wasn't able to watch it. And honestly, I was a little thankful because I this this game was ugly. Yeah, I was uh, with the kids and my in-laws and brother-in-law and a cousin, and we were watching my wife in that Mardi Gras parade. So I was also kind of like just kind of checking in on Twitter while I was outside watching this parade. And um, it was rough. And of course... Of course, every national, you know, outlet on Twitter is tweeting that damn Tarasenko goal. Uh, goal, which is like, <laughs> of, course. of course, it happens with just just seconds, you know, like just minutes into the game. In the biggest media market in the NHL with the guy that's been trying to get traded for a couple of years, and here come the Kraken. I will say this is like is, and we'll talk about this in a little bit. Is the Red Wings? We play the Red Wings this week. Um, I have not paid much attention to the Red Wings, but I will say this is I actually, when I saw the highlight of of his goal, Tarasenko's goal, I, I kind of got excited. I, I, it was, just as a hockey fan, it was like, oh, that's kind of cool. I mean, like, I hate that it came against the Kraken, but I was like, all right. You so know, you hate the out. Kraken? Yeah, you hate I, the Kraken. Yeah. I'm going to yeah, get we... hate. I'm going to get hate on Twitter for saying that. I'm probably yeah. going to get, yeah, somebody. I'm, just, I'm sorry. I just like hockey a lot. So, like, you know, it's pretty cool <laughs> that that happened. Just happened against, you know, my favorite team so anyway yeah that sucked but you know that's why we have philadelphia and leaving that game going oh my god we got a crazy losing streak going on against the philadelphia flyers are just they're not good they're not a good team oh i will say this is i i I looking back except for the rangers game which we came within like two shots we outshot everybody so you know in in those games You know, we outshot everybody, which which is a win. That's good. I like that. So that's not yeah, too bad. I mean, hey, if we have to take like one positive from losing those three games in a row, we're putting pucks on net, right? So look, we went down four nothing. Like that's like you just you're just dead. But well, you're buried. But the Kraken had five power play opportunities, like you said. Yeah, only got one of those. You know, Shocker. not that not that they were very good. Uh, but if he was there, you know, it w- might have helped out a little bit. If um, Burkowski might have been there, right? So you know, there's there's that. But again, yeah. uh, we've proven that we pretty much suck on the power play. So maybe the, not. Maybe the Burkowski effect is real, man. I mean, Haxtell cannot, you know, shift those lines around even like more so than he's doing now. Trying to figure out, you know, the combination to like unlock some guys until Burkowski comes back. In fact. I'm like 99% sure that I saw it. It might've been uh, Allison Lucan who was talking about this, about the only line that actually hasn't been tinkered with at all is the Spronger Gord turbo line. As you were saying, has been producing at such a high level. That's the one where Haxel's like, I'm not fucking with these three, but everyone else I'm going to start shifting around and seeing what I can do. Maybe it's told. Sorry. I'm, I'm getting my lines. It's been a long day. We're recording late. So I apologize. Well, as you were, as you were, saying that i was like you know what it's probably that spronger line which is you know just 
energy. So, but who knows at this point? Yes, 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 yes. So moving on. All right. Yeah. We're, we're going to Philly and this is where we, we, we might sound like we're depressed this episode. I promise we're just tired. There's a lot going on, but so moving on Philly, the Kraken end up pulling this one out, ending the losing streak. The score is four to three at the end of it. Jaden Schwartz, data energy, two goals, Jordan Eberly, data energy times two, one goal and one assist. I love the data energy. Uh, we had to overcome a lot. This is on Super Bowl Sunday. The game is played at 12 o'clock central. It was 1 o'clock eastern, so you're, what, four and a half hours away from kickoff. They're doing um, multiple EAG, LES chants throughout the arena. There's Eagles jerseys everywhere. That whole city is fired up. Um, again, the Kraken are at the forefront of all of this. Yeah. Um, and, and they managed to find a way to pull it out. And I thought what was really cool is that if you notice in the last 16 minutes and 35 seconds of the first period, uh, the Kraken held Philly to no shots on net during that time. Uh, the Finn finisher, Golvenin, uh, the steal of the year, uh, got another beautiful goal for the Seattle Kraken. And this win was so much needed because they are not a good team. This is a this is a game. This is a get right game for the Seattle Kraken because you have one more game against the Peggers on Valentine's Day. Could not be more fitting. And then after that, you're coming home, and it's like you need to win this game and get your and get your confidence back, and then hopefully take care of Winnipeg, and then you can come home. But this game was great. The only note, and I'm laughing, but but it but it sucks, and I hope he's all right. And it's just a hell of a stinger. The most cracking shit ever, Jeff, happened at this game. I don't know if you uh, saw. I did see it. The last shot of the entire game, as time is expiring in the third period, Maddie Beniers, being a, the wonderful teammate that he is, and by the way, he's doing one of his things. Like you noticed, uh, like how uh, like his scoring ability, right? Like you kind of like, you like ride like the Maddie roller coaster, and right now he's kind of on a dip, but he still does all the right things. He's always in the right place at the right time. Anyways, his hockey, his hockey IQ is next level. He goes for a block to end the game, and he takes a fucking just a laser it looked like it was right off of his ankle and he goes down in a heap he can't put any weight on his damn leg has to be like helped off the ice and you're like this fucking kid right now maddie beers for veneers he just cannot catch a break i don't know what's going on but we got to turn this mojo around because this is just getting ridiculous at this point so i i i can safely assume you've never been hit by a puck right no i have not it fucking hurts, and I've never taken an NHL caliber slap shot uh, off of any part of my body. Now, have I taken a, you know, a beer league or a tournament uh, slap shot off of my body? Yes, and that shit hurts. So I can't imagine taking a hundred mile an hour slap shot off of you know your body at any point. Like I've gotten, you get blasted in the ankle, and you'll hear you'll hear that you know that that happens. It's like it just stings the shit out of you. Now it you may not break anything but it just hurts and then you're gonna have a big ass bruise actually it's gonna be ma- massive right i mean you gotta think i mean he thankfully that you know he has like a full day off to rest and put some ice on that ankle but if he doesn't come out and skate against winnipeg i'm honestly not going to be too surprised because that thing looked nasty yeah you know it probably uh it, it it's one of those things it's just a big bruise mate hopefully and you can play through it once you kind of start working it out but yeah in those like 10 seconds after that happens, like you're not moving around, but you know, it subsides after a little bit. And that's what I hope is going on. Uh, the only other thing I was going to mention is, uh, well, well, two things actually is, uh, I had to re- reference the Super Bowl with Ellie, 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 
like umbrella, but that was terrible. Like Rihanna. Oh my God. What am I doing? We're in the depths. <laughs> You're asking for people to come, to come for your head. That's all. Yeah. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. Yeah. Go. Yeah. Golvin's goal was awesome. Now, uh, <laughs> the last Philly goal, they scored on the penalty kill. They mm-hmm. just threw it at the net and Vince Dunn accidentally put it in our own net. Right. Yeah. So not a good um, look. Not a good look. So it was a mistake. It was uh, yeah. from, from our, 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 you know, our lead scoring defense. Well, it, it was also a freaking shorty too. Like you just mentioned, that yeah. was the most brutal part about it. Like you, you're watching that game. You're like, we're clearly the better team. We're not operating anywhere near a hundred percent right now. Let's just, you know, grind through this and, and do it. And every, and I'm starting to feel pretty confident. And then we give that shorty goal. And I'm like, what in the hell is going on with these boys right now? Yeah. Yeah. Well, we got it. We figured it out. We got the win. That's all that matters. I'm happy about that. Going into this week, like you said, our upcoming games, uh, hopefully the podcast is out today, Tuesday. Uh, so happy Valentine's Day. Here come the peggers. We are going to Winnipeg to hopefully not get pegged for Valentine's Day. I would love to not get pegged for Valentine's Day. So, yeah. I did not. So looking at the Peggers, I was legitimately shocked. 33-19-1, they are second in the Central. And for me, their goaltending really stood out. It is absolutely outstanding. They are second overall across the entire NHL. Uh, Their goalie tandem right now is combined for a 2.49 goals against average and a 9.16 save percentage. These dudes are studs. I mean, they're standing on their head pretty much every damn night. The Kraken are going to have to – I mean, they like like you mentioned – they've been putting a lot of shots on net. Those are going to have to go through. Like this is a really good team and you're going to have to bring your end game. If you're going to want to take this one on the road. Yeah. Yeah. The, the Winnipeg jets always, they've, they've that Connor Hellbuck, Hellebuck, right. He's really good yes. and they've got a great tandem and they always have great goaltending. So the jets always, you know, pull that off. And this is also too, like I'm, I'm, Getting pissed off that the Eastern Conference conference continually gets all this love. Meanwhile, you've got teams like the Jets. Like like you said, it's very easy to overlook that the fact that they are second in the central division mm-hmm. uh, at 33, 19, and one. And they're they're good. Kyle Connor, 60 points. Like they're doing pretty good. They got literally um, don't hear anything about them. I don't know if it's their market or what, but like it's oh, totally. It's yeah. I mean, it's small market. You know, in Canada, very small market, but it's yes. a solid team. Mark Shifley's got 32 goals, so they're they're they can score goals, they can score, and they can keep them out of the net. This is going to be a tough game in Winnipeg. They're going to be feeling a love, ready to peg somebody, and I hope it's not the Kraken. Especially on Valentine's Day. Moving on Thursday, the Kraken are finally freaking home after this really weird like road trip after the break or whatever. Thursday night at home against Philly. So you're getting like the quick turnaround rematch. And again, this is a game that you circle and you look at and you go, we are a better team. They are not a good team. This is a game. And again, it's the first game back home for the Kraken. Climate Pledge Arena should be rocking. This is a game that Kraken, I expect them to win. Uh, They have to because Philly's just a dumpster fire of a team. And now after that penalty in the Super Bowl, Philadelphia, although they're not going to, they're going to be bummed. No, no Philadelphia fans are going to show up at climate pledge arena. So like they're depressed. I'm going to depress the hop on the fucking Delta flight right now. That's not going to happen. So (laughs) you cannot lose at home, which by the way, like nobody's afraid to come to climate pledge arena. We still haven't found. No, we have not. I'm kind of hoping that that last, you know, road trip last week on the East coast kind of 
turns things into bizarro world and gives us a chance to maybe start getting some wins, you know, maybe a winning streak at home and we can start building some sort of fear uh, to play the Kraken at home. So yep. um, hopefully that we're looking at, you know, a, a win against Philadelphia on Thursday night. Yep. I'm, I'm with you, man. I, I think uh, I expect them to win and we'll see what happens. And now moving on to the matchup I'm most excited to talk about, mostly because of you and also Finally. Detroit Red Wings podcast. Saturday, Detroit Red Wings, your Detroit, our Detroit Red Wings, Red yep. Wings, Red Wings. Wow, say Red Wings. Red Wings. Red Detroit Wings. Red Wings. Detroit Red Wings. Detroit Red Wings. Yeah, they're Saturday, Climate Pledge Arena. You're, uh, you know, your boys, fresh off the Little Caesars pizza, going straight to Seattle uh, to take on the Seattle Kraken. 23-20-8, six in the Atlantic. You have not been paying a lot of attention to Detroit. What would, so I'm, I'm going to follow that up with, what would you say about this team? <laughs> so there's a lot of good stuff going on. And what I like to see too, is there's, there's definitely people who are in like the, the Kraken, um, you know, the, the, the Kraken fam who, who love, I, I, it makes me happy to see people who love the Kraken, but also love the Red Wings, like Alicia Crank, um, who's awesome. Like she just, here's a picture of her getting psyched for, for Saturday night, she's wearing yeah. a Red Wings uh, toque, a Red Wings hat, and she's also wearing a Kraken jersey. It's like, I, I, I love that because I am torn, right? Um, the Red Wings, they are 23, 20, and 8. They're 6 in the Atlantic, and they've got some issues. Like, okay, so the eyes are playing. Steve Eiserman, yes. legend, he's the GM, right? And he, he and Ronnie Francis are just, I, I think, two of the smartest GMs in – hockey and i think most hockey people would agree on that right so he's got the eyeser plan in place he's very shrewd um he's tinkering he's working on rebuilding this team he's got some solid young uh players right but he's also dealing with a few things right now they're they're on the outside looking in for the playoffs and and i don't think they're going to make the playoffs this year uh the captain dylan larkin is is looking to and nobody really knows for sure you know he's trying to either well he's going to be in a free agent so is he going to get re-signed by the red wings or is he going to go into free agency and he's killing it i mean he's having a great season he's producing offensively he's the captain of the detroit red wings apparently he wants like eight and a half nine million a season and uh, Stevie Y wants him more towards like 8 million a season. And he, wants I could be- Bo, he wants the Bo Horvat numbers. Exactly. Exactly. Which by the way, I found out Bo Horvat and Vince Dunn have the same agent, uh, which is kind of interesting. Mm, um, interesting. Interesting. See what happens with Vince Dunn, who also needs to get re-signed. Um, anyway, so Dylan Larkin, the captain, there's a lot of, um, I guess in the hockey world, there's like, a, it's a distraction right now because what's going to happen. He's not talking about it. Um, he was dropping hints at the 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 All Star game because Dylan Larkin was there. He was kind of like, you know, hinting at it a little bit that he, you know, does he, he didn't really say anything about wanting to be with the Red Wings still. So like, mm-hmm. anyway, it's not that dramatic, but there's drama there. So the Red Wings, um, this is a totally winnable game for the Kraken um, because the Red Wings. Uh, and look again, I, I only really have been paying attention to the Kraken. So from what I know about the the Red Wings is. The whole game is kind of you never really know what you're going to get from the offense to the defense to the goaltending. You know, they're not killing it in any one area whatsoever. So it'll be interesting to see what happens. But this is totally winnable for the Seattle Kraken. 
Agree. And then moving on Monday really quick at San Jose. It's like mini little road trip because they're literally flying down to San Jose for one game and then coming back up to Seattle. They're 17, 26, and 11. They are seventh in the Pacific Division. Um, everything that can go wrong has gone wrong for the Sharks. In fact, they were doing so bad at the beginning of the year that I actually found an article that was talking about the team's issues when it was five games into the freaking season. So if you want to talk about, you know, the, the Seattle Kraken uh, fan base, not the only fan base to like quickly pull the trigger and hit the panic button when shit starts to kind of go awry, but they just, they have not, um, they have not been a good team this year. And some of the things I was reading about what's going on with them is their top guys just have not produced enough. You can say with the exception of Eric Carlson, who's fantastic. And we just took, um, his other defenseman who uh, will now be playing liquid hot Megna. We're playing Magna. against them for the first time. Um, they're also a really bad second period team. They just can't seem to get things going in the second period and their special teams are awful. So again, this is a, this is a game that I expect uh, the Seattle Kraken to go in there and, uh, and get a W. So hopefully they can shoot down to San Jose on a, on a Monday and take care of business. So Winnipeg, a tough team, the rest of this schedule, totally winnable yes and which we freaking need dude we do need some good energy maybe maybe you and i joey can channel some like good mardi gras energy into this <sighs> team i'm just gotta remember not to get so drunk that i forget to give my energy yeah no no you so give your energy to out. the to the alcohol that's all yeah so, oh then yeah then shit the cracker are gonna win a ton of games and happiness you know what i mean yeah. so like you know <laughs> just don't tweet when you're going through those like uh you know the the alcohol withdrawal depression i need to not thing. by the way you really need to not tweet while i'm drinking because i went back like the, the other day like when i was ordering burger king from like uber eats at, like 4 a.m and i'm like tweeting out the freaking whopper that was song. awesome i need to stop i need to Someone needs to check myself from tweeting when I'm that hammered. So. Why is there, by the way, why is everybody freaking out about the Whopper song? What, what, I, I, everybody's freaking out about it. Like it was, what is it? I, I think it's one of those things where they just think it's so annoying, but in my mind, it worked out great because it wanted, you know, they wanted a song that is on everybody's brain all the time. And here's a fun fact for you is that the person that produced that song is none other than Hans freaking Zimmer. And they gave me thirteen percent stake in Burger King to produce that those the music for those commercials. So I, it's, wait. it's working because people are talking about it. I still don't even know the song. This is like I I, I haven't seen the song. It literally just goes whopper 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 whatever. And like it, oh. they, they just they're like they're just repeating the same shit over and over again to a semi catchy beat. And people are like, well, this is dumb. This song sucks. But guess what? Like, it's stuck in your head and you're talking about it. And isn't that kind of the point of advertising? Like, it's not going away anytime soon. I think also, Hans Zimmer knows a thing or two about, you know, composing some music. Hell yeah. Also, too, like, it's maybe arguably the greatest hamburger song ever. It's pretty you know? up there. Yeah. 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 I agree. Although, like, Cheeseburger in Paradise is probably up. It's got to be up there. Right. Yeah. Was that was that made specifically for, like, a cheeseburger like this? This particular song was. Wait, was Cheeseburger, was that, is that an actual Buffett song? Or is that the name of an album? I don't know enough about Buffett. Yeah. Yeah. Some, I, I don't think need... it was made after a cheeseburger. I don't think he like went to McDonald's one day and was like, oh my God, I need to make a song for this delicious number three I'm about to eat. Oh, the Big Mac song. That's pretty famous though. What Big Mac song? Can you sing it? 
No, it's like uh, two quarter pound patties and the double cheese and da, 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 da. it's like this the ingredients. It's like sounds like a double quarter pounder song. But I get what you're saying. I don't remember the Big Mac song, so it can't be that good. But I remember the Whopper song. I'll tell you that much. Yeah. Okay. All right. So, all right. So here's something for the Crack and Pod fam: <laughs> best burger song ever. Yes. Is it the Whopper song? Is it the Big Mac song? Or is it Cheeseburger in Paradise? Let us know. Yeah. At Crack and Pod. <laughs> across social media <laughs> let us know what's up so definitely want to some song we're forgetting people are like how can you forget the blah 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 like an in and out or a wendy's or something yeah like the killers put together like some crazy song about like, shake shack commercial like, falling in love with each other and like yeah. having sex on a burger or something like that yeah mm-hmm. yeah something like that anyway. <laughs> Oh, my God. I tell you what, if you are right now listening to the Kraken pod on a Raycon device, you may want to take that thing, those those uh, earbuds out and whip them against the wall because we really have hit the depths here. And guess what? They'll stand up to the test of time. It's pretty it's awesome. Second, that's the second depths of the episode, my friend. It is. We're like deep in the depths, but Raycon, not in the depths. And they actually have some pretty sweet deals right now. Uh, Raycon. What is Raycon? They are an awesome company that is making it super easy for you to get premium audio equipment at the perfect price point, right? So if you're looking for maybe a new pair of uh, uh, earbuds to go to the gym, maybe you're looking for a Bluetooth speaker, Raycon's got you covered. They have things like awesome gaming headphones or maybe like speaker with uh, awesome battery life. Um, Like I said, those earbuds, Raycon has got you covered and Raycons start at half the price of other premium audio brands. And we got a hookup for you too, to go check them out and see what they have to offer. Right. And they've got so many different things to make you happy. Buy now, pay later options. There's tons of different ways to make sure you can test this out and see if you like it. Easy and free return guarantee tons of cool stuff to check out if you're ready to buy something small with a big impact go to buyraycon.com slash thpn today get 15 percent off your raycon order that's buyraycon.com slash thpn for the hockey podcast network which we are a proud member of get 15 percent off buyraycon.com slash thpn all right so hopefully you've picked your earbuds your raycon earbuds back up and now yeah, put them back in we're still here now you're listening again um another another reason why the crack may be losing dude is like i'm just on a just on a roll with not making good bets on my DraftKings sports you're not book. even sharing them so you basically have a you know abandoned the team once again no i did i actually did uh what i forgot what night it was, it was the rangers game i did make a bet yeah that and one then, that worked out well right and i screenshotted it i lost that bet i did not post it because i was you know knee deep and taking care of the kids and getting ready to see their mama in a mardi gras parade and uh i didn't put it out but like i I, i'm ready for the 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 tide to turn i'm still playing with it though which is awesome i love DraftKings sportsbook especially betting on the kraken the nhl i i'm having fun every day i literally will take a dollar and i'll you know come up with some crazy same game parlay and i'll bet that just to see what happens like every night uh i pretty much bet the entire lineup of nhl games um in a same game parlay to see if i can at some point in my gambling career predict 
across the board, every single NHL team, which is fun. But it's always fun to bet on the Kraken, too. And here's a really cool thing right now with DraftKings Sportsbook. Giving new customers a risk-free bet up to $1,000. So, yeah, you heard me right. Make your first bet up to $1,000, and if it doesn't win, you'll get another shot to cash in. Everything, hockey, golf, MMA, had tons of fun with the Super Bowl. There was crazy ways to have fun throwing some money down on some sports. Like I said, the same game parlays, the spreads, the money lines, the over-unders, the prop bets, right? Like, you know, Rihanna at the Super Bowl halftime show, all these sorts of things. Safe, secure, reliable. I never fear anything happening. There's so much security in this thing. It makes me log in every single time, but I use that face ID. And I love that because I know it's not just sitting on my phone ready for my kids to grab it and throw down all the rest of my money on some sort of dumb bet. You know? So anyway, and by the way, don't be betting unless you're the right age. Okay. So that never happens. That never happens. All right. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Now they have, they can't, they can't get in until they're locked out. Don't freak out DraftKings Sportsbook. Okay. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Now use promo code THPN, make your first deposit, get a risk-free bet up to $1,000. That's promo code THPN only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. Am I going to get CPS called on me for making them think that my kids are gambling on sports apps? Uh, maybe. I don't know. So, you know, hug your kids goodbye. I mean, there's a possibility. You know? They might They might be doing better than me. Hey, 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 son, come over here and just push a couple of these buttons real quick. Just anything. <laughs> Anything that looks good to you, just push the button, okay? We support underage gambling, the Kraken Pod. Do not do this. Do not underage gamble. (laughs) See show notes for details. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply, Joey. I'm going to change the show notes to say 13 and under only. (laughs) (laughs) Bye-bye, DraftKings Sportsbook sponsorship. All right, no dumb questions, no dumb questions. Excuse me, I'd like to ask you a few questions. This is the segment of the show. I and it's, I love this. I'm so happy we we do it this way. Is like we are the podcast for hockey fans that are new to the game and have been around for a long time. And we are totally. And I feel like we're getting more and more every week. Uh, people reaching out and asking. And sometimes repeat questions that we've done before in the show, which I love the repeat questions. And I'm like, Hey man, go back and check out the notes in the other episodes. I'm just saying, all right, hard ass. You're starting to turn in one of those podcasts that I make fun of during no dumb questions all the time. We, we invite every single no dumb question, like ask the dumb question. That's what we're here for. We're here to help be your guides through hockey. So if you're too afraid to ask another podcast or Joey, the question, because you're like, Oh, they'll make fun of me. Ask me. I'll never make fun of you. Always come to Jeff. All right. Oh, I'll always be good vibes. I'm here for you. Joey is going to totally laugh at you behind your back, just like those other podcasts. So, Joey, (laughs) what is our no dumb question question this week? This one was asked by me because I was as I was doing some research and specifically like I was looking at the San Jose Sharks and Eric, Eric Carlson. I was like, I wonder what the best season by defenseman in NHL history is. And. Jeff, like you said earlier in the episode, come on, like you should know this. I did not know this. So this is something that I was very happy to look up. Bobby Orr, 1970-1971, Boston Bruins, 
139 points on the season, 37 goals, 102 assists. He had a plus minus rating of plus 124. And not only did he do all of that, which by the way, um, that's still like the all time uh, plus minus rating for a defensive, maybe even like a player ever. Um, but also, he is the only player in NHL history to win the Stanley Cup. Uh, is, I'm going to fuck, fuck up the pronoun- pronunciation here. Is it the Con Smith? Smythe. It's Smythe. God, see, this is how new I am to hockey. I'm like, I'm going to say Smith. It's going to be fucking Smythe. The Con Smythe, the Hart Memorial Trophy, the Art Ross, and the Norris in the same season. And uh, again, me being so fucking new, I have no shame in this. I had to look up what every trophy was because I still don't know all of them. So the Con Smythe is the MVP award during the playoffs uh, to a specific player. Again, strictly for playoffs. Hart Memorial is MVP uh, of the regular season. And the Art Ross is the person that leads the league in points and the Norris is for best defenseman. That guy got all of those trophies in the same damn season. So there you go. Bobby Orr, 1970, 1971, Boston Bruins. Okay, so I'm going to put this in perspective to you. Do you know who Wayne Gretzky is, Joey? I heard about him yesterday. So you well, may have – so you listening – I was reading you, it. You may have heard about Wayne Gretzky, right? Um, mm-hmm. I will say this. If Wayne Gretzky had never existed, Bobby Orr would be the best player in NHL history. Okay. Um, he would be – He so he – now, of course, you know, Connor McDavid – Sidney Crosby, all these different, you know, but Bobby Orr was light years ahead of his time. So Bobby Orr is top five best player all time in the NHL. And I, I would say, and maybe it's because it's late and I'm just not thinking correctly. uh, If Wayne Gretzky were not around, never played in the NHL, he went off to go just do like Wayne Gretzky CPA or something like that. Right. Uh He just went with accounting. Uh, Bobby Orr would be, oh man, he's the best player ever. And nobody would argue that because he did shit like that. 139 points in a season. Yeah, I don't. I, I, looking at those stats, I didn't think they were real. And I know I've had like a gaffe before where I thought I was looking up somebody's like plus minus rating on a season. I had like confused that with something else. So when I saw those stats, I legitimately was like, that can't be right. Like I'm looking at the wrong thing. That's how insane his statistics were. So I had to go back to like two different websites and it confirmed. I was like, no, it, it was a plus minus of 134. Like you are, you are reading this correctly. And I'm just fucking blown away at that. Yep. So the, um, I just quickly Googled, um, you know, best players of all time. Gordy Howe is still seen as one of the best ever. And people kind of argue back and forth. Because uh, he just did crazy stuff too, um, uh-huh. stats wise and all that sort of stuff. Anyway, but Bobby Orr, it's basically like, all right, who's the best player ever in the league? Ever, 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 ever. You've got Bobby Orr, Wayne Gretzky, Gordy Howe, Mario Lemieux, and then you get into some old guys and some, you know, Jean Beliveau, Maurice Richard, the Rocket, okay. Mark Messier's up there. But anyway, Bobby Orr is like the next level, right? So like the top tier, you've got Gordie Howe, Wayne Gretzky, Bobby Orr, and then maybe like Mario Lemieux and then everybody else. Okay. I like it. I like it uh, that you just did like a quick tier there. I appreciate that. Yep. There you go. So there you go. He is the best defenseman easily ever. So with Valentine's day, 
being today. Hopefully you're listening to this podcast on Tuesday, February 14th. What's going on? Uh, what's cool is uh, about Valentine's Day, Valentine's Day in New Orleans is with Mardi Gras going on. Valentine's Day pretty much gets washed out, which is awesome. So huge uh, fan of that. Yeah, huge fan. Yeah. You know, some little flowers, a little bit of, uh, you know, smoochy smooch, and you're good. And then it's back to Mardi Gras. You don't have to worry about the wine and the dine and that sort of thing. So, you know, maybe I'm callous. Maybe I'm not romantic. But I mean, that's a bullshit holiday created by, like, Hallmark to push a bunch of shit. But, hey, yeah. you know what? Love is in the air. You know, I don't know. Treat every day like it's Valentine's Day or something like that. I don't know. Well, that's what we do when it comes to the Seattle Kraken. And we would like <laughs> to present to you. Thank you for that softball, Joey. And we would like to present to you the 10 things I love about you, Seattle Kraken. You're just too good to be true. Can't take my eyes off of you. You'd be like heaven to touch. I want to hold you so much. And what Joey and I have done is we've just gone through and ranked things that we're pretty much thankful for this season and in general about the Seattle Kraken. And we would like to present to you the 10 things that we love about the Seattle Kraken. And we would love it if you would add to this. So uh, feel free to debate and add anything that we may have missed. So, uh, Joey, you want to start with number 10 and we work our way up to number one? Yeah, let's do that. All right. Number 10, uh, the Kraken Pod fam. I just, you know, nothing but love, all the support. Like if I actually had to do like a Valentine's Day where I was like, you know, writing cards uh, to people or setting little candies and shit like that. It'd be to the Kraken pod fan because without everybody's support, we wouldn't be able to do what we do. So uh, yeah, that was uh that's number 10. And on that note too, I would not like last, to say, by the way, I didn't just put them out. I was like, like these are not no. in a specific order. I'm like, okay, you're 10. Cause you know, you're like an afterthought, but I still kind of care. No, I, I truly love. <laughs> I, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Just an afterthought. No, I truly <laughs> love watching, you know, watching a game, or just following along on Twitter. I just, I love everybody's take. Everybody that's in the Kraken pod that we're friends with across social media. I just love to like see how they interpret the game, right? The good, the bad. So the Kraken pod fam, huge. Number nine. I mean, this is awesome. The historic road trip. I mean, that was just such a good moment in Seattle Kraken history. It was just, it was not too long ago it really brought us all together as Seattle Kraken fans going like, man, wow, look at this. We actually, we could, we could do awesome things. We've got to, and that was also the time where we went on that roll and we went, holy shit, this team's good. We, we could make the playoffs. Mm-hmm. So the East coast swing, you know, winning, what was it? Eight in a row. It was seven road trip games in a row, but eight overall in total. That's right. That's right. So like just destroyed Canada, which was awesome. And just Touch you know, the maple leaves, just lapping up those maple leaves tears, Fucking and crazy. really put us on the map. And uh, unfortunately, now we're at a point where national media doesn't even think about the Seattle Kraken right now. So we're perfectly set up to go run ham on the league again. So the historic road trip at number nine, yes, totally love that. All right, moving on to the next one. It is the all-star broadcasting team. We talk about this at length. If we're not like sharing it on social media, we bring it up a lot of times in the episodes. And I don't even care that we're being repetitive because they deserve all the credit in the world. The broadcasting team that covers the Seattle Kraken, they really are second to none. And uh, I am just incredibly thankful that we have such a badass uh, cast of professionals uh, covering the game of hockey because they make the games a hell of a lot of fun. Even in some of the, you know, the, the shittier late night games when, you know, it's like a nine 30 
uh, puck drop hour time and the games don't end until one in the morning and the crack are down by four. It's like the second period. I still get to listen to, you know, John Forslund and, and Eddie O, you know, neigh like a horse and them, you know, shoot the shit back and forth between each other. There's nothing better than that, really. So I'm very happy for that. No, Allison Lucan, uh, Lucan and, uh, you know, Piper Shaw and JT and Brown and JT Brown, all of them Fitzy. I mean, just that it's just, it's just perfect. It's like, it's our, it's our team, right? It's Nikki just, O would be remiss to not mention our boy, Nikki O. Hey, what? I, and I'm terrible, dude. I'm terrible. What's the, what's the British dude's name? Oh, I, I always forget his name. He's always, just, he's always just British guy. I know, man. Listen, it's late for us. I knew you were about to ask that. I was like, I'm not going to fucking remember. He's really but You know what's awesome about that? Is every time they come in, first of all, I go like, ah, there's there's uh, there's Nicky O, man. This is our buddy that we interviewed. And then I'm like, oh, yeah, that guy's British. That's so cool. <laughs> <laughs> he starts he starts talking. He starts hosting the, like the, you know, the the in between periods is like, oh, yeah. Every, every time he starts talking, I'm like, dude, we got a British guy. That's cool. <laughs> so we need to get him on the show. That's for sure. But we should learn his name first. You sound like you're from London. We should do that to him. And see oh, that was him. horrible. Wow. Okay. okay. Number seven, 10 things I love about you, Seattle Kraken. Dad energy, man. There's some solid dad energy on this team. And we love it. As a dad, I've got dad energy all day. Except when I'm... <laughs> And that could be, and that could be positive. That could be, that could be, yeah, I could be loving my kids. I could be playing with them. I could be yelling at them. Guess what? All day long, kind of the, you never know what you're going to get, but it's always dad energy. And I love that. It is positive dad energy. You got that angry dad energy that happens on the ice. We love it. We'll take it. So we're, we, we need more babies born to these Seattle Kraken. So, you know, do your thing guys, start cranking out kids. Let's go. All right, next on the list is uh, Vince Dunn, the Dundertaker, the resurgence or the rather like the rise of Vince Dunn, man, from where he has, um, you know, started off the season to where he is now. Um, You know, obviously there's been a lot of talks around him being extended. He's been your favorite Kraken since day one. Day one. OG Vince Dunn, Dundertaker lover. I'm just glad he's on the team. Good looking dude, but he's out there lighting dudes up. He's a solid defenseman and he's only getting better. And uh, yeah, we're just thankful for the Dundertaker. Oh man, 39 points so far in the season. Uh, he's having an uh, epic season. It's his best season ever so far offensively. Um, and it's, you know, only what? There's still 30 games left. So he's killing it. Um, he did <laughs> redirect that, uh, that, that, that puck into the net against the Philly game, but I love this guy. Um, Seattle, Seattle's got a great defenseman here and I need to get him re-signed again. I was, I was so pumped about this list and putting Vince Dunn on this list today that I was looking up his contract. Like I mentioned earlier, same exact agent as Bo Horvat. And uh, he's on the books right now for 4 million, right? So he, he made 4 million last season, 4 million this season, you know, what's, what is he worth and what's he going to get? You've got to sign this guy. He's a Seattle Kraken. We've got to keep him as a Seattle Kraken. So we'll see what's going on. He's an RFA. He's a, re- a restricted free agent um, mm-hmm. in this offseason. So we'll see what happens. Next one. You, I teed off the last one. You're just giving Vince, Vince the love. So go. Oh, sorry. I totally uh, got out of our show. So I'm back. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. no, no, no. I'm back because I was looking up. I was looking at. I literally was looking at Vince Dunn's stats. So. <laughs> He's your wallpaper on your laptop right now. You're like, dude, Jeff, you all right? Dumb. That's gonna be our next T-shirt. I'm I'm totally voting, and I could get outvoted, but I'm going for Undertaker. We just need to get him resigned. All right. So I'm number five, the spread out scoring that scoring spread, which means 
is it is a team scoring effort for your Seattle Kraken. I absolutely love this. How could you not? And I, I, I don't know if the stat's still there, but we pretty much have like the most spread out scoring in the NHL, as in like uh, we've got the most like, you know, 10 goal scores or whatever it is. We just, everybody is scoring. Everybody's putting in their effort. You know, the last couple of weeks, maybe not so much, but over the course of the season, you never know who's going to throw a goal in and help out the team, but everybody's doing it. I absolutely love it. So I want them to keep this up and I hope scoring by committee continues for the Seattle Kraken. I think it's going to, I like the balance of this team. Now let's get a uh, Burakovsky back. So we need keep, Berkey uh, back. We need Berkey back. All right. Uh, the next one here, this is a solid addition, Jeff, by you, uh, uh, 10 things I love about you, Seattle Kraken, not sucking <laughs> <You> know, <laughs> last year. So last year, you know, pretty brutal season, um, you know, inaugural season, didn't expect a whole lot. It was painful at times to watch. Again, you know, central time games are ending kind of late a lot. And uh, yeah, those were brutal to watch. But guess what? The team doesn't suck this year. They're a lot of fun to watch. Even on their off nights, you know, that is not the identity of the team. So you can kind of just grit and kind of get through it because at the end of the day, it's a long season. Like Jeff was talking about, don't freak out over this last little losing streak. But yeah, man, like this is a good team. The Kraken don't suck. They're more than likely making the playoffs. I still, I'm still setting it up that way because I was wrong. I predicted they were not going to, but yeah, the Kraken don't suck. And I'm grateful for that. Absolutely. All right. So uh, moving on to number three is beers for Beneers, Maddie Beneers, uh, drinking some beers for, for Beneers. And he's, he's 19 years old. I, I've seen people be like, Oh, why, why are we saying beers for Beneers? He can't even drink. I, why haven't I thought about this till now? He can drink in Canada. He can drink in Canada. He can, throw and, you know, back, he can throw back some Labats at any time he wants. Absolutely. And Matty Beneers, you know, he is still, I believe, a lock for Rookie of the Year. Um, you know, he's he's definitely uh, hit his, um, I guess, it's not a slump, but he's, he's not scoring as much as he did uh, at the beginning of the season. But how can you not be pumped for the future of the Seattle Kraken uh, being focused on somebody like Matty Beneers? He's got the talent. We've seen it to be one of the best in the game. And I think he's just, he's just working on figuring those things out. And what's awesome. And I really truly think he's going to wrap the season up um, on fire again is, you know, there's some guys that come into the league and it takes them years to develop. Right. And then they do, and they turn into superstars or at least they turn into like, you know, those mid to high level guys and they do great. But Maddie Beneers, you can just tell is special. And I think he's going to be a star and he's working on it, and I couldn't be happier that he's a Seattle Kraken. So nice job, Ronnie Francis. Love to see that. All right, moving on. Number two here on the list, and this is a Jeff edition, and I'm going to get some flack for this. I don't give a shit. This this one is Bowie, and I say this is a Jeff edition because I'm indifferent. I don't love Bowie. I don't hate Bowie. Listen, I'm a 38-year-old man with no fucking kids. I don't, I don't like mascots for me. I'm indifferent, so, you know, I'm glad Bowie exists. I'm glad that to see, you know, Bowie hanging out with like the family and the kids and getting all them into hockey because that is what Bowie the mascot is all about. But for me personally, I'm indifferent. So please lay it on me uh, while everyone else bashes me for, you know, being indifferent about a mascot. That's nah, all right, man. You don't have to be in a mascot. If you were into mascots, I'd accuse you of being a furry. I mean, there's nothing Maybe wrong I am with that. Furry. Maybe that's why I'm so upset. Maybe because Bowie isn't my thing and I'm over here trying to get my rocks off at a furry convention. Like, a, like what would you be? Like a wolf? 
I don't know what I would be. Actually, kind of want to be like something like big and adorable, like a giant teddy bear. Yeah. And I think you have to be more like anime, right? Isn't that like, isn't like for, aren't uh, furries mostly anime or can you just be like, I'm a lobster. Like, can you just do that? <laughs> that would be hilarious. I could just, I got a six foot three lobster walking around just yeah. here from the furry convention. Yeah. You got like all these. A panda to fuck. All these horny people that are dressed up in like as a sexy fox or like a yeah. sexy wolf or a yeah. there are, isn't it all it's like a sexy like it's always like wolves and foxes like what yeah, is that all? A lot of that. Yeah. anyway but like Whatever you want to be. hey I'm yeah. a sexy tortoise what's going on what's up <laughs> come give me some lettuce and I'll chew it slowly <laughs> but no bu- buoys I think buoys what I enjoy about I, I do I think as I see buoy right doing buoys thing uh at at the game in the community i think people really enjoy buoy in seattle it's just like a a likable looking mascot um but i really do like that buoy has had some pretty solid chirps and burns on social media specifically on twitter um there's been some pretty good ones and i think whoever is you know running buoy social media is doing a pretty good job of having some attitude. So like the, the troll aspect of being a troll, there's been some awesome chirps. Now the only, the only knock that I noticed, it was a little cringy is I did see at the all-star game. There was a lot of, there was a lot of uh, 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 mascot stuff going on. And I mm-hmm. did, I did feel like, and I don't want to offend Bowie. Right. But I did feel like there was a little try to hardness going on. Because, like, I think Bowie was super pumped to be in the presence of Gritty, who, you know, Gritty, like, I don't know, man. Gritty, I think Gritty is, Gritty kind of, like, feels himself a lot. You know what I'm saying? Like, he, I think Gritty knows he's elite when it comes to mascots. Wait, Gritty definitely knows that that he's elite. Like, yeah, that's that's a thing. Did everyone, see- it's, it's for the most part, like, everyone knows that Gritty's, like, one of the best mascots, if not the best across every professional sport. Did you see the video that Gritty put out? for the all-star game of him on the <laughs> fan boat swamp tour in Florida. I did not see. I know I did. I legitimately didn't watch anything to do with the all-star. Oh my God. I, it was I, missed, so good. I missed all that stuff, but I know that so Bowie was holding it down for the Seattle crack in there. I do know it that. Was a, but Bowie, I think I felt like Bowie. There was a moment I saw Bowie on the ice. that was trying to get like, uh, uh, Gritty's attention. And Gritty was like, just, you know, he rock starred Bowie. Like, mm-hmm. like Bowie was trying too hard to get his attention and Gritty sensed it and didn't give him the time of day. And I was like, Ooh, that's cringe right there. That's pretty cringy. So I feel like, mm-hmm. you know, Bo- I, I think Bowie's pretty awesome, but that moment right there was like, ah, Bowie, like you're trying a little too hard, man. Just chill. Just, I know you're excited to be uh, in the league now for six months, but man, you just gotta, you gotta play cool, play a little cool. So anyway, anyway, but I, I'm, st- I'm still happy that Bowie's there at the top of the list. So yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm set over it. I'm just indifferent. So there you go. Send right. letters, uh, hate mail in care of Kraken Pod, Joey Cirillo. <laughs> Nine things I love about you, and one thing that I'm indifferent towards. All right, All right well, number this, one, go ahead. Number one, one, this is you. This is awesome, and maybe because we're just big, we're big on this on the on the pod on the Kraken Pod. But I mean, safe to say, the the number one thing that I love about the Seattle Kraken, the nicknames. I mean. We just have got the best nicknames in the National Hockey League on this team. Maybe because we hear them all the time. Maybe because we made some most of them up. I mean, we're kind of like writing the script here when it comes to <laughs> nicknames in the league. You know, I'll say it. I mean, people don't want to say it, but the Kraken Pod is doing, t- doing the Lord's work when it comes to nicknames here. Um, 
but you've just got so many like, like Berkey. Like that's just a solid. It's not crazy. It's not over the top, but just solid name. You, Maddie. Like the guy's name is Maddie. Like it's he his, his literal name is a nickname, right? That's what he goes by. He's, I'm sure he's Matthew, but he goes by Maddie. Goes by you Maddie. Got, you, you, they got all these other names on there, like the Dundertaker. That's us. That's us. We did that. That's yep. a huge one. I know Vince Dunk. I Nikki O. By the way, great nickname. I know Nikki O. Was like, oh, I don't think he likes that Dundertaker name, or he probably wouldn't like that one. I know he fucking loves it, man. I know. I it. think he does. I think he does. And Nikio was giving us some shit and was like, well, if I tell him and he punches me in the face, like this is on you guys. He's not going to do that. No, no, no. He's he the Dundertaker. Anyway, so like. The German gentleman for, for Groovy. The German. Go. The ger- There you go, Maya. The German gentleman. Like, that's awesome. Um, it's getting late. I, if that's our number one, I'm like forgetting all the nicknames. Father well, we Canner. We have Golden N, the Finn Finisher. We have Father Canner. I mean, yeah, dude, there's a lot. And how? The, and Prongs even the guys. Stronger. Yes, yes, Sprongs. I mean, like, what an awesome, just the names. Like, maybe it's not even the nicknames. It's like the last names. They're just fun. Like, who do we just trade for? Megna. Like, yeah, Molten Hot Megna, right? So, like, <laughs> so we just continue to get the best names in the league on our team, which means the best nicknames. On the, the Big team. Rig? So, okay, I'm just throwing out names I'm remembering. There we no, go. that's that's no exactly right. I know. And it's like we gotta we gotta make a list. Yeah, we gotta make yeah. a list. We gotta make a list. We, yeah, we can't have the, the that be top and then not remember all the names because we're forgetting you know somebody out there. Schwartzy, right? So yeah. there's got all that awesome stuff. So anyway, what is something that you love about the Seattle Kraken? Give us something. Hit us up on Twitter, on Facebook, on Instagram, or on the Tiki Talkie if you got it. So uh, let us know about that. All right, so. Last thing on the pod, our three stars of the week. This is where Joey and I talk about the things in our life that we loved. It could be hockey-related. It could be life-related. It could be anything-related. And we put that into our three stars of the week. So we are ranking our week. Joey, I never remember. Who started last week? It was me because I won the Rochambeau. I kicked your ass. You go first. Okay, cool. My third star is the bouncy house update. Uh, this is, I've mentioned this on the pod before, is we bought a bouncy house in the middle of the pandemic. Um, 500 bucks. It's been awesome. And the kids are bigger. A couple of weeks ago, they were bouncing like crazy on it. Typically, what we like to do is my wife and I will set up in the backyard. The kids are contained and we drink, right? So um, it's fun drinking wine and they're contained. They're just, you know, getting hurt and bouncing on each other and bashing heads. <laughs> It's true. It's true. <laughs> They're having a blast in there. They're just we throw broken glass in there every now and then. Nice. Just bounce around. So nice. no, 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 we don't Good do for that. You. No, no. The worst thing that happens is I somehow forget to to clean up. I spend like an hour cleaning up all the dog turds before I put the bouncy house update or the bouncy house up. And um it's getting, and late. Then, it's getting weird. And well, and then but then and then like somehow a child finds the one turd that I didn't pick up and like i stepped in a dog in dog poo i'm like god damn it anyway um (laughs) the update is this like two weeks ago three weeks ago it split like the bottom split like literally like huge like foot long just split the material just was done i was like oh shit i went to amazon i found this tape that's made for inflatable things i was like this is never gonna work i got this tape this tape is like 
three inches wide. It's thick. It's like, I don't know, man. It's like, it, I probably could put that on the Titanic and it would have fixed it. I put this on wish there. they would have had it back then. Totally wish they would have had it by that back then. Sorry, by the way, I shouldn't bring that, that up. I know some no reason. Some that people died. still butthurt over that, you know, incident. Over so, the Titanic? Sorry. Okay, Jesus. Yeah, I don't want to offend anybody. Um, so anyway, put this tape on. Let it sit on there for like three days. We blew it up over the weekend. <laughs> Good as freaking new. I'm totally, I need to get a sponsorship for this this uh your dad inflatable tape is, is, is super high right now your dad energy is through the roof i bought 10 feet of this shit i only needed a foot now i gotta i've got nine feet to mess with i gotta find something else to slap it on to you see gotta what start happens. taping everything up just boom slap some tape on it oh like i'd be afraid like if i got this on my on my self i'd be like it would probably be stuck to me forever like adhesive or something you know what i mean so anyway yeah. the, the bouncy house is back baby all right, I'm going to go through mine really quick. My third star of the week goes to you on Netflix. This is like one of the Me? rare you as in Y-O-U, the TV show on Netflix. It is a it is a rare Netflix original that I actually appreciate. Most of the time, just like, eh, whatever. Everyone knows that I'm an HBO, HBO guy, ride or die for HBO. But you is one of those shows that I, uh, I am not ashamed to admit that I love. And the new season's out. I've only got, I've only had a chance to watch, uh, the first two episodes, but I'm really enjoying it so far. So there you go. You Netflix, check it out. What is it? Uh, it's kind of, oh man, how do you explain it? It's like a sociopathic, intelligent, well-read man who is also very homicidal and lives like a double life. And he like falls in love with these women. And then he, you know, either murders them or some shit goes down. His life like gets all entangled. And anyways, yeah, it's it's really good. Okay. All right, cool. That's good. Yeah. Yeah. Um, to check it out. I've, I've been taking your suggestions slowly but surely. Uh, my second star is hockey cards. Hockey cards. Um, I've been buying some just for fun. And my son, who got into Pokemon cards not too long ago, um, he's starting to get into the hockey cards, which is nice. pretty neat. The Kraken so- were giving some away. Do you see that? I did. I totally bummed that I didn't get yeah. some. I but I actually got some cracking cards uh in these packs that we're opening up. And dude, I, I could open up sports cards all day long. Like Oh I yeah, just, me too. I have a shit ton of cards. I have to stay away from them because I'll just I'll sit like a kid like crisscross applesauce and just look at cards for hours. Oh dude. Oh. Do you have do you have any hockey cards? Uh not a lot, but I do have some. Oh, we need to look through them. Do some you- guy Wayne Greitsky? Wayne Greitsky. Rookie? Yeah, I'll, I mean, <laughs> I'll give that to you. I'll I threw it in the pile. Hands. It's all bent up now, so I don't know. Son of a bitch. <laughs> for, real, for real, though, you need to, if, you have, if you have any, we should go do them. That'd be cool. I'll have to take a look. I'll have to take a look. Oh, you son of, you're sitting on a, on a Wayne Gretzky card. You don't want to share with me. All right, I see. Yeah, yeah. All right, what's Maybe your second I am. star? I don't know. I'll trade, I'll trade your son for some rare Pokemon. What's, okay, that sounds good. What's your, um, <laughs> what's your, what's your second star? All right, my second star of the week is the Super Bowl. So it's hard to talk about it without talking about the call. Did you get a chance to watch the game, the call at the end of the game? Oh, yeah. It was just really unfortunate. Now, I do think that the Chiefs did deserve to win. The Eagles defense, like, just did not show up. I mean, especially in the second half. Like, the Chiefs kind of just did whatever the hell they wanted to do. You know, they uh, the Eagles defense didn't record a single sack throughout the entire game and the entire fucking time. All anyone could talk about was like their defensive line and how they're going to push around Kansas City's guys and just be all over Mahomes. And they didn't sack him a single time. They did whatever the hell they wanted to do to him. 
I loved the game. I thought the game was an incredible game. It, it was. was. A lot, it was a lot of back and forth. And the reason why the penalty bothers me is, is because it it removed the, the game from it being played out by the teams the way it should have been. And it ended up being like this very anticlimactic kind of a BS ending. And that's unfortunate. But at the end of the day, the results are the results. No, I know. I, it was an awesome game. But at the end of the day, the Eagles, you know, lost the game. It wasn't that moment that lost in the game is the fact that they, you know, their defense didn't couldn't stop the, the Chiefs in the second half. So, yeah, you know, I and it's starting to fade a little bit too. like that. The like the oh, man, that call absolutely sucked, uh, which it did. But um, it was awesome to watch. That was a really, really good game. So uh, what do you think of Rihanna? Um, <laughs> I just thought it was, I'll just tell you, I thought like, I love Rihanna. Like she's awesome. Yeah, no, um, I, yeah, I do too. Great fucking music. I honestly, because did not, I don't follow up on like celebrity fucking whatever. I didn't even know that she had a kid, let alone that she was pregnant with the second one. Well, nobody so, knew until then. Until, oh, okay. The well, then good. I'm finding out while everyone else is. So mm-hmm. I'm yep. watching it and the whole time. And I kept thinking about like back to last year with like, you know, Dre and, and Mary J. Blige and Eminem and, and Kendrick Lamar. And I just thought that was the most perfect. It was a perfect, perfect halftime show. And when I'm watching this one in the very beginning, I'm like, the choreography is great. Her songs sound great. Everything is great. But I thought like the effort was like very minimal. Like it wasn't a lot of moving around. It was kind of just like, hey, I'm wearing this cool red suit and uh, I'm, I'm banging out the hits and everyone's in love with it. But then you find out later that she's fucking pregnant. It's like, okay, well, you know, how much can you actually expect her to do? And so for, for, what, it's, for what it's worth, I thought it was pretty good overall. You know, she was like rubbing the baby bump to show the world that she was pregnant again. Oh. And then they, but, but I agree with you. There I just is like part of her dance moves. Like that's how fucking dumb I am. I was like, Oh, that's a, <laughs> that's a weird choreography move. Is she like dumb. signifying that she hasn't had a chance to eat yet. Someone get her some crackers or something. I don't know. That's uh, that I, I was like, she's been on, like she's got so many of her own hits, but she's also been on a million other people's hits. And yes. she sang most of them. I was like, where were the cameos? Like, where were the surprises? I was, I, I was like, really wanting for some cameos to go down. But hey, I was it, was, thinking, it was the Rihanna show, man. Yeah, I thought Jay-Z was going to pop up. Or like, I thought like, oh my, how crazy would have been like, everybody hates Kanye if Kanye would have showed up. No, that would have been a horrible mistake. That that would have been crazy. Absolutely yeah. nuts. Everyone would have exploded. That would not have been good. The floating platform that she was on was pretty neat. And the, yeah, that, also that, credit to her, man. Like, does she not have vertigo? I mean, what the fuck? I mean, that I shit was sh- going up so high. I'm like, you can see that she's strapped in like from the back of her outfit. Yeah. But even yeah. then, I'm like, dude, there's there's no, no way you could get me to go up and down that thing. You have your fucking mind. And if she was scared shitless, she did not act like it. She was not at all. She, she was, was soaking winking. It in. She was she like, was, yeah, she was looking up like the fireworks are going off and she's looking up like, yeah, motherfucker, like I'm Riri. Yeah, bitch better have my money. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> All right. I'm just going to say it. Both of our number one stars, Mardi Gras. Mardi Gras, baby. We, and we said this it. a bunch, but it's one of those things where it's like, we're in it now. And you know what? Like, sorry that we live in New Orleans. Sorry, I'm not sorry. No, it's um, it's just special. I mean, that's the thing is, you know, we had that on Friday, which again, like I said earlier in the episode, it was my wife rides in this parade. She's a lieutenant, which means she's, you know, one of 20 or so floats that she has to, you know, manage this for 
um, 70 women, right? And like make sure they have all these things. And she's setting up brunches and setting up parties and setting up all these things. And then it all culminates with this ride. And she's got friends that come from out of town and she's got to make sure everybody's awesome. So like it wasn't just she's going to ride in a Mardi Gras parade on a float. She literally had been working for months. And then the last two weeks was like her Super Bowl. Yeah. So it was very stressful, very stressful. There's a lot and, going on, man. There's a lot to it. Yeah, there's a lot to it. And like for her, you know, when it was finally over, um, it was just kind of like, a ah, it's all it's all done. And like, you mm-hmm. know, I was in charge of the kids for the whole day and, you know, making sure they saw their mom. And so there's like that stress and helping her out and that sort of stuff, too. Um, so Saturday, we just chilled out. It was cold and rainy. We didn't do anything. But we woke up Sunday that morning. And we're like, this is how awesome Mardi Gras is. This is my point is like we were wiped. We did this whole thing. And then we woke up Sunday morning, one day after resting, and we're like, let's go to some more parades. So we went down <laughs> to New Orleans and went to more parades for the day, which was awesome. So, there you go. You know, and you rolled through some parades. What did you go see? I did not. I've been, I've literally been too busy. I have, I didn't go to any parades this past week and I have way too much stuff going on. So oh, you had the wedding. That's it. Okay. Yeah. All right. I see. Wedding on Friday, Saturday. Is that Saturday? I don't even know. Like days are already starting to merge and, and combined, but yeah, I had a wedding to go to and uh, proceeded to drink like 20 French 75s, yeah. lot of champagne, got hammered and had a great time. So yeah, that was, uh, yeah, it was a great time. Weddings are, weddings are a blast. And that one was a lot of fun. Awesome. All right. Well, there's our three stars, you know, always feel free to share your star of the week too. If you've got one. Yeah. I want to um, know what, what other people at their three stars of the week are like, what's going on like with them, like in the world of pop culture shit they're into. I want to see people's three stars. That is true. We should put that out there because it would be cool. Yeah. We, we talked so much saying. about hockey and there's so many awesome takes out there from the Kraken pod fam. It would be kind of neat to say, Hey, what are you kind of into right now this week? Yeah, what's, what's going three on? Stars of the week. What's up? Yeah. Is it like, you know, a fish or something like, Maybe somebody's got a cool fish. Like that'd be a neat. nice piece of salmon for lunch and it really stuck out yeah, to you. Maybe they ate it. I was thinking more like a pet, but like, yeah. Did you eat oh, okay. it? Okay. Yeah. No. Gotcha. I was I mean, thinking P- PNW, baby, Pacific Northwest. I mean, you That's probably did have some badass salmon for lunch, right? There you go. Yeah. Yeah. Right. What did you do? There, did you get there are plenty? What's some awesome? Se- I've got some snow crab legs in the in the freezer that I'm gonna steam up sometime this week. Like maybe we just talk about seafood. Maybe we that's your three star. Snow crab legs during Mardi Gras? Holy shit, dude! What? No, I mean, it's easy. My we were at the store like a week or two ago. And my son's like, "Can we get these crab legs?" I was like, "Yeah, sure." So sitting in the I'm freezer. like rolling through a Cane's drive-through, like half drunk. <laughs> like, oh, steamed snow crab legs. No, no, no. I mean, that's the easy stuff. No, dude, we're still eating chicken nuggets and French toast sticks and all that. Don't worry. I'm with you. I'm with you on that. Don't Your worry. Your family's diet sounds like my kind of diet. That's all I'm yeah. Saying. No, we do it. We Although I did just spend $600 at Costco today. Um, a lot. It's well, we got to load up. You got to load up on the booze and on the food. These damn kids, man, they eat so much food. Uh, I kind of want to go Hansel and Gretel on them. Um, yeah. You know, Hansel and Gretel's parents if you, I don't know if you remember or not, I listened to a lot of nursery uh, uh, fairy tales. Uh, <laughs> they, they were like broke as a joke. And they're like, man, we can, we can't, we can barely eat, let alone feed our two kids. Mm-hmm. We should, we should ditch them in the woods so we can have food. And this they were rich took them and was like, Hey, check out this fucking, you know, well, the parents are, the dad's like, no, no, we shouldn't do that to my children. And the stepmom's like, yeah, we need to do that to the kids. He's like, okay it's always and a they, step parent dude i'm telling yeah. you 
But these kids, they kids do eat a lot. So I'm kind of thinking like the parents, they might have had the right thing there. I mean, I'm not going to ditch my kids in the woods. This is not an episode for a CPS to listen to. That's a great children. sense. I mean, I'm not going to ditch my kids in the woods. <laughs> anyway, we spent like $200 on fruit. So uh, we got like, oh, dude, yeah, we eat. We eat lots of fruit, man. Lots of fiber That's in this house. I'm you know, happy for you. Lots of healthy mangoes, fruit. blackberries, I, got yeah. I'm blueberries. I get it, dude. I crush a lot of fruit too. I get it, but damn. Strawberries. I, I would not be able to afford having a family. That shit's fucking crazy. Oh man, it's awesome. Yeah, mango sucks because it's so delicious, but slicing gets a pain in the ass. But if you want to get the pre-sliced stuff, they charge you like fucking three X. That's the only fruit that I think is worth it's the- worth the pre-slice, isn't it? Yeah, like pineapple. Like, come on, pineapple's not that tough. Like, don't no, charge me that. You can figure yeah. it out. I I'm say like, that as I have pre-sliced pineapple in my fridge right now. Oh, it's well, it's also delicious, but like, oh yeah. But the mango is like that's a bitch, man. Like, I got six mangoes at Costco for like five bucks, which is oh, awesome. Dude. I get to, and I get so frustrated with it. Like, I'll just start hacking at it and then like ripping off chunks and feeding myself while I'm trying to cut it because I just get so frustrated. Well, that fruit is crazy. Like that that um, the core, the seed. It's weird. It's a weird shape, dude. It comes out it's, of nowhere too. It's it's like an oval. It's like where does it start? Where does it end? It's like oh, I'm slicing. I'm slicing through this thing so easily, and then like and all of a sudden. Yeah, you just hit like this rock wall, and you're like, I don't understand how you grew from this. Like, this is nuts. Yeah, like it's a seed. I, I actually watched a video of somebody actually getting into the seed part. Like, there's an actual seed in there, but like, it's like <laughs> Fort Knox. Like, yeah, fuck man, that. what was God thinking when it came to mangoes? They're delicious, but man, they're crazy. That's what that's how we're getting punished. They're like, hey, you want to enjoy this delicious mango? Well, we're gonna have to deal with this rock in the middle. And by the way, when you're cutting it, you never know when you're gonna hit it. I feel there's like a moral to the mangoes then. Like you, if you want to feast on the delicious fruit, you've got to put in the hard work. So maybe there's that. Or you know. buy the precise stuff. <laughs> <laughs> moral to the story is pay a little more, be lazy, and still that's, get the same result. That's exactly right, baby. Commerce, <laughs> man. Mangoes taught us about capitalism. Is that's what right. We've just realized. Hell yeah, big mango, big mango energy. That's what we need to get this a uh, sponsorship on this crack and pod for, for big mangoes. That's what we need. Big mango conglomerates. Nature sponsor us, just mango. Uh, yeah, no. like we're brought to you by mangoes. Like, wait, what? Like, who's paying you? <laughs> mangoes, dude. I don't know. Uh, dude, you've seen the avocado commercials, right? Like, who's like avocados make, from Mexico. Yeah, I did. Right. So like there's got to be a mango cartel that we can someone's, reach someone's out to. Cutting checks. That's all I know is that someone's cutting checks. All right. If anybody's listening that has connections to the mango cartels of the world, <laughs> I will gladly for I'll even do it for free mangoes. I will gladly allow sponsorship of the Kraken Pod for mangoes. So let's just say it. This week's episode, episode 64 of the Kraken Pod brought to you by Mangoes. Mangoes. Yeah. Send the check in care of Jeff Januzic, the Kraken Pod. And, and right. cut that shit for us in advance, please. Yeah, exactly. Please yeah. do not send us just total. That would be mangoes. a crazy prank. Like, oh, you got what you wanted, but you have to slice it yourself. Like, oh, I didn't. Uh, it stay crazy, mango cartels. Always screwing me. Okay. Good job. <laughs> I like it. I'll eat it. I'll take it. I'll take the free mangoes, but <laughs> you got me on that one. You screwed me. All right. All right. Anyway, I think we should wrap it up. <laughs> yep. Uh, yeah, we're probably about 15 minutes past that, but yeah, we should do that. Well, this, this is the best. This may <laughs> arguably top 10 in all of podcasting mango moment. Okay. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh, easy top mango moment. Yeah. 
I mean, I'll go been, top three. We've been podcasting for a year and a half, right? Podcast been around for like twelve somewhere. years. We're definitely this is the top three mango conversation yeah. in podcast history. I concur. Find me another damn podcast episode about mangoes. I doubt you'll find it. Anywhere near as entertaining as this? Not happening. Don't waste nope. your time. You're better nope. off cutting mangoes than you are looking for that. All right. Well, I want to go to bed, but I kind of want to go cut up mangoes. So okay. they're sitting on the sitting on the on the counter. Anyway, it's time to go. Uh, thank you so much for listening to this podcast uh, and supporting The Kraken Pod. Hit up that merch at The Kraken Pod. Krakenpod.com. <laughs> last call. Last call. Yeah, exactly. Uh, last the call for are, merch. The lights are coming off, right? Merch, man. Let's go. Go get that merch. Go check it out. And then we will be sending it out to you sometime soon. And let's go, Kraken. Let's get some wins this week. And we may or may not talk to you next week. We don't know what the hell's going on because it's Mardi Gras, as we've explained. But uh, have an awesome week. Let the good times roll. And we're going to let the chirps roll. What is a chirp? A chirp is when hockey players talk trash to each other on the ice. So we'd like to leave you with the Kraken Pod Chirp of the Week. You missed the wrong guy. Now you're going to pay. You and that little bitch. All right, that's enough, okay? You crossed the line.